Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Let me make this, uh, make this very clear. These words that God is arranging in front of you will do you no good, will be of no benefit to you if you don't eat it, if you don't meditate on the word. You can't be, uh, please don't be one of those type people that just hear the word once and once they've heard it, they've gone out and they don't remember anything that was said. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Welcome back, everybody, to another Bible study adventure right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. Oh, we're going to have another wonderful time, and I am so grateful that you decided to join me tonight. Wow, wow, wow. That's all I can say is wow. Thank you so very much for your faithful viewing and listening. Uh, it, it is an honor as well as a privilege and a pleasure uh, to serve the Lord Jesus and to bring you the Word of God every single week. It has been a blast. And uh, if you have not uh, been up on this series, well, you know, this series is the Psalm 23 series, of course. And if you have not heard uh, parts one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and today is part number nine, it's incredible. Uh, you can go back to our website at kingdomrock.org. There you can find today's episode and the entire series. You can catch up. If you also have the Roku channel, check us out. If you have Roku TV, check us out. Just look for Kingdom Rock TV there in the channel section. And I believe it's really going to bless you. All right, I'm ready to get into tonight's word. And oh yes, thank you guys so very much for sending in your prayer request and for giving into the ministry. It has been so awesome. And uh, don't forget when you're on the website to sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. It's gonna be awesome. So I'm excited. All right, I'm ready to get into the word. All right, here we are in part number nine of Psalm 23. Psalm 23 has six glorious verses, and we've been endeavoring to go all the way to the end of it, and we've been just having a dynamic time, and tonight, I believe, will be no exception. We're going to have a wonderful time. We last stopped at verse number four. Tonight, we're going to zoom in to verse number five. Yes, it's going to be a great time. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so let's go ahead and read. Psalm 1, uh, Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6, and then we'll go to verse 5. All right, so it says here, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory to God. I'm so excited tonight. Oh, verse number five. Um, we thought verse four was awesome. Ooh, verse four was appeal, wasn't it? Uh, but tonight, verse five, I'm telling you, it's 
is awesome. Let me read it one more time, okay? Verse 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. There are six questions that we're going to try to tackle tonight. Six questions. And I believe we can do it. I don't know. We'll just have to see. Uh, we're not going to rush. We're just going to take our time and really understand the word. This is wonderful. First question we want to see here tonight. What does it mean that a table is prepared before us? Uh, and what does it mean that it simply that a table is there? Why is God preparing a table? Secondly, What's on the table? These are questions that are actually answered in this verse. We'll get to it. Uh, I like this question. Why does the enemy have to be present uh, while we're at this table? And what does it mean that our head is anointed with oil? Uh, the Bible says, again, our cup runs over. Well, what's in the cup? I'm excited about that. And the last question I believe we, we want to answer tonight as we go through is, what does it mean? What does all this mean to me? What does all this mean to you? And how does it apply to our lives? Amen. Remember, we're not just reading uh, for an educational or studying the Word of God just for education, just for information. We want to have application because what God said is for you, my friend, and it is for me. As we understand the Word of God, we can apply it and we can receive the benefits from it. You know, the Word of God uh, is kind of like a cream, you know, the best kind of skin cream. It works when you rub it in. You have to work it in. <laughs> you have to work that Word in. And when you work it in, work that skin cream in, you go, wow, that's beautiful. You get the benefits from it. Glory. Amen. So let's look at it. Now, let's look at the Word. First of all, the very first word in verse number five, thou. Who's doing this action? Who's doing the action? Who's working here or who's at work here in verse 5? God, uh, the good shepherd, is at work in this verse. He is doing the action. And in verse 5, we are receiving the action. Again, he says, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runs over. God is doing the action. We are receiving the action. Sometimes it's difficult for us to receive when we don't understand why, um, why that's the case. It's just how it is, I suppose. But tonight we're going to endeavor to get a good understanding of this so that we can receive it. Can somebody say amen? Amen. You're doing such a good job. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for faithfully listening. Okay, I'm ready. Let's get into it. So verse uh, five starts again, thou preparest. Now the word preparest, I love this. The word preparest means uh, it means to arrange, to set or put or lay in order. It means to direct. It means to set forth a legal case. Now, that's really going to be special in a minute. To set forth a legal case set in place. All right. So what we can also understand is that the word preparist is an it's used as in the imperfect tense, which means that this is just not one of those one and done type of situations. No, this is a continual action or it is an event that will be continually repeated. So it's done and it's going to happen again and it's going to happen again 
and it's going to happen again. This is just not a one-time deal. So when the Lord said he preparest, this is going to happen now and it's going to happen again and again. And you guessed it. And again, there, therefore, we have to place ourselves, put ourselves in possession or put ourselves in position, should I say, uh, position to receive this. So first of all, he preparest. God is doing the preparing. He's setting things in order. He's setting things in order. And I love the last part of the definition. It means to set forth a legal case. Now, that's awesome. We'll get into why that's important in a minute. So what is he preparing? What is he setting forth? What is he arranging? Well, the Bible says he's arranging a table. He's arranging a table. Now, what's the importance of a table? Uh, let me back up for a second. I meant to do this before we started. Let me take this thing on just a surface level. I try to do this every time when it hits my brain there. If we just look at verse five, just on the surface level, before we go down deep into it, we would see that the Lord basically will cause you to win uh, in front of your enemies, cause you to prosper in front of your enemies. He, a table is used for dining. It's a table is used for planning and preparation. Well, he sets a table before you in front of your enemies. And then after he does that, he anoints your head with oil. That is, he, he ordains you, we can say. Uh, but really, specifically in terms of the sheep, it means that he delivers you. And we'll talk about that. I really want to talk about that. He will deliver you and he will heal you. And then the last part of that, your cup runs over, continual prosperity. All right. So on the surface level, it means this is good stuff. <laughs> All right. This is good. Now, this is happening after verse number four. Verse four says, remember that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We've just come out of this valley of the shadow of death experience. And now we're out on the other side of it. And on the other side of this experience is promotion. So this is what we're in store for, for verse number five. So there is that uh, silver lining there. There is that bright shining moment at the end or on the other side of the valley. So this is a good thing. But like with all the word of God, you have to be able to understand it so that we can apply it and declare it over your life. So that's why we're here tonight. So again, let me get back to the beginning. The Lord is doing the work. He is arranging a table before you. He is arranging or setting things in order. He is directing uh, this table. He is setting forth a legal case. All right. He says he's doing this at the table or he's setting forth or directing the table. He's setting forth or, or, or yeah, he's setting forth or directing this thing. Now, table, again, can be used for eating, as we said, eating or uh, consolation or counseling, you can do a lot of different things at a table, but primarily uh, it's the place, uh, place of eating, the place of gathering. Now, if you look this word table up in the Hebrew, you will actually find that it means a king's table. It means a, uh, something that is of private use. It's sacred use. By implication, it's talking about a meal, a meal being served. So if we just looked at this for a moment, 
God is preparing, he's arranging a meal there, something for you to eat. But then what does it mean? Remember the other part of the verse, of the other part of the word rather, preparus means to set forth a legal case. What in the world does that mean and how does that apply? I'm so glad that you asked. One of the things that we can do in order to find out uh, a meaning of a word, of course we can go back in the original language, then we can also look at how it was first mentioned in scripture. Usually, if we find a word where it's, find where it was first mentioned, it will continue on with that meaning. Well, let's find the word table and where it was first mentioned in the word so that we can have proper meaning. Now, this is awesome, I'm telling you. This word table was first mentioned there in Exodus, the 24th chapter, verse number 12, as God the Father uh, talks to Moses. And let's look at this again, Exodus 24, verse 12. And the Lord said unto Moses, come up to me into the mount and be there, and I will give thee tables of stone and a law and commandments which I have written that thou mayest teach them. All right. So the first mention of table in scripture has to do with the law, has to do with commandments. Remember the Lord writing the commandments on these stone tables or stone tablets. Translations also say the tablets, tables here in King James, the first mention is tables. So this is something that God has already written. He has written uh, his laws, somebody's already getting it. He's written his commands on the table. Now go back to the word preparest. Remember in the word preparest, uh, the word preparest means to set things in order, uh, to set in place. And the very last definition of that is to set forth a legal case. So legal case, got that? Legal case, law and commands. So God says that he is preparing a legal case. He's setting things in order on this table. And this table, this table is what he has written on. What is he written on? Well, he's, what is he written on the table? He's written laws and he's written commands. All right, so the Lord prepares, in short, he prepares laws or commands. Now, these things that he's writing will be in your favor. It's in your favor. And we're going to get to that. This is so powerful, but we're going to just take it step by step and watch this picture develop. And it's going to be so wonderful. All right, let's look at the word before. It says, thou preparest a table before. Now, the word before uh, means a number of things. Before means face. You're going to get this in a second. It means face. It means presence. And it also means in front of. Okay. So what we can say is the father prepares a table or arranges or sets things in order. He sets these laws or commands in place in your face, before you, in your face or in front of you or he does it in your presence. Got it? In your presence. Now, that means that this is facing toward you. 
if we're sitting at a table, much like I am right now, and if you're sitting with me, much like my pad here, my pad is facing toward me. It's before my face. It is before me. Now, as the Lord told Moses, I'm giving you these tablets. I'm giving you these tables so that you can read them, so that you can teach them, so that you can declare them before them, so that, that you can, can declare them before the people. Now, that's very important. So again, God, the Father, prepares a table. He ordains things. He sets things in order. He directs them. What is he doing? He's directing his word. He's directing his word upon this table that is written uh, in the book of Exodus, written by his own finger. He's directing these laws. He's directing this command, these commands in front of you. Again, much like my tablet is directed in front of me. I have some notes on my tablet. Sometimes I forget some things. Thank God for one for memory. And so I have to write them down so that I can share them with you so that I can teach them with teach them to you. Isn't that awesome? So the Lord said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm preparing, and this is not just a one-time event. I'm preparing laws. I'm preparing commands. I'm preparing some things for you to say. And they're going to be effective, believe me. Now, here's the next question. Where is this, where is this happening? We can get to that in a second. This is so awesome. Now, we said before that... Um, this table, one of the first definitions is a king's table. Do you remember that? A king's table. So the father sets laws, commands before a king. You are a king. That is, you are in authority. Much like Moses was in authority to make decrees, to say what God says before others. All right. So this is a king's table. And this word that God has given you is in your favor and it is for your benefit. At this table, you will feast. Remember, uh, another definition for the word table there is a place of eating. It's a meal. You're going to feast on the word that God is giving to you. You see, that, yeah, that sounds kind of far-fetched. No, it doesn't. I'm telling you, this is so awesome. We're going to feast on the word. Remember, it's a meal. God arranges a meal on this table. And what is the meal? The meal is his word, something for us to eat. He has written it down. And once we partake of this word, we're going to ingest it. We're going to consume his, all of his word. Once we do that, then we're going to proclaim it. It goes in, goes down so that it can come out. Let me give you some uh, scripture in relate, as it relates to this. I'm so enjoying this. Look at Jeremiah, Jeremiah 15, verse number 16. Jeremiah 15, verse 16. It says, thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy. Let me start again. Let me start again from the very first part of it, okay? It says, thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Awesome. Let's look at two more. I love this. Let's go to Psalm, Psalm 119, verse number 103. It says, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Oh, I love this. 
And the kicker for me, there are many more, but the kicker we'll find in the book of Revelation as it talks about eating the word. Now, in Revelation, we'll see how this really unfolds. I love this, how you're eating the word, and when you eat it, it's got to come out. Praise God. All right, let's look at it. Revelation 10, verse 8, 9, 10, and 11. It says this, then the, then the voice from heaven spoke to me again, go and take the open scroll from the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the small scroll. Yes, take it and eat it, he said. It will be sweet as honey in your mouth, but it will turn sour in your stomach. So I took the small scroll from the hand of the angel and I ate it. It was sweet in my mouth, but when I swallowed it, it turned sour in my stomach. Then I was told, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. So again, you're going to eat the word. And once you eat this word, once you understand this word, that's what it's talking about, eating the word of God. I'm not talking about you getting your Bible and, and, and eating paper and ink. No, you're eating the word of God, digesting what Father said. You're understanding it. You're meditating on the word of God day and night, and it gets down in you. Then once it's in you, praise God, it comes out of you. Well, it was sour uh, in his belly because the words that he was given were words of judgment and words of correction. It was sweet in his mouth because it's the word of God. Word of God is good. Hallelujah. But it was in his belly. Oh, I'm going to have to say this to them. Oh, they're not going to like that. Mm, they're not going to like that. It was sour uh, in his stomach, but he knew he had to proclaim the words of the Lord. So let me make this, uh, make this very clear. These words that God is arranging in front of you will do you no good, will be of no benefit to you if you don't eat it, if you don't meditate on the word. You can't be, uh, please don't be one of those type people that just hear the word once and once they've heard it, they've gone out and they don't remember anything that was said. Well, they didn't eat it. They did not eat that word. They, it just sort of was there and they, it bounced off and that's done. No, this word that I'm giving you, that the Lord is giving us tonight, will do us of no benefit whatsoever if we don't digest it, get in it, understand it, meditate on it. And then as he tells us to, we're going to proclaim that word and we're going to enforce uh, the word that we are proclaiming. So we're going to digest it. That is, we're going to understand it. And then eventually we're going to proclaim it. It comes forth and they're going to have to enforce or reinforce the words that we have spoken. Now, question is, here's another question. Uh, what word are you presently digesting? Okay, what word are you presently digesting? What's on your heart? Remember, Jesus said, uh, he told his disciples, really, no, as he talked to the enemy on the Mount of Temptation, remember the devil tempted him to uh, make stone bread? Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. 
And then the Lord told us to pray in the model prayer, give us this day our daily bread. So we should be receiving words from the Father daily. And he is, in fact, arranging a table of words for you to eat on daily. But you have to come to the table and eat. Now, it's important that you do that, because if you don't receive these words that he's giving you on a daily basis, then you won't have some you won't have anything to proclaim. And I want you to see this in a second. All right. So again, where is this table that we're talking about? Where are these words? Where's this position? It's position in the presence of your enemies. In the presence of your in, in the presence of your enemies. Now, that phrase in the presence of your enemies is actually one uh, one Hebrew word. And it means get get this. It means to bind. It means uh, be narrow. Be in distress. It means make narrow. It means cause distress. Besiege. Be straightened. Straightened means to uh, restrict in range and scope or restrict in range or scope. It means be bound, be tied up or shut up to be scant. You've heard somebody say, oh, she is so scantily clothed. You know, this word means to be scant. Scant meaning barely sufficient or adequate. Okay. This word uh, or this phrase that's interpreted in the presence of mine enemy also is interpreted or also means uh, be cramped, to be straight, to be in straits or to be in crisis or be in trouble. All right. So right away, the presence of our enemies, we can say, yes, we could say God prepares, he prepares a meal for us to eat in presence, right in front of our haters. That would not be wrong, but more specifically, the Lord said, I'm giving you a word that you will declare in front of the things or those or in front of the situation or in the situation of those that are binding you. Got it? That are cramping you, that are causing you to be in crisis. I'm going to give you a word that you will declare in front of those things that are causing uh, you to be bound, that are binding you, that are causing you to be shut up or to shut down. Those things that are causing your life to be straightened, that is, that are restricting your life. But what are some things that are causing our lives to be restricted? or that are binding us or chaining us. What's doing it? Well, how about sickness? You think sickness can bind you? How about fear? Fear can definitely hold us down and hold us back. How about worry, you know? Or how about um, uh, ignorance? That's one thing that can definitely hold us back, right? Laziness, pride can hold us back. Relationships of some sort can also hold us back. So what's straightening you or what's causing you to be restricted or held up or bound or tied down? You got me? So when the Lord says here, I'm preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemy. He's saying to you, I am writing laws. I am writing commands. Remember, these laws or commands you will teach, you will declare, you will speak. Speak to who? Speak to those that are in front of you. 
like Moses did. He spoke to the people. But you are not going to speak. You're not speaking to a congregation of people in this context. You're speaking to the things that are binding you. Oh, do you get that? You're speaking to the things that are restricting you, that are cramping you, that are holding you in bondage. The word, uh, the, the phrase again, in the presence of mine enemy also means besiege. Those things that are surrounding you, that are holding you in, that won't let you go. And my God, again, sickness can be one of those things that just won't let you go. God said, I'm going to do this. I will arrange words upon this table and I will lead you into what to say. And you will declare my word to those things that are binding you. Glory to God. And let me tell you, when the enemy hears the word of God, he will have to retreat. He will have to respond. Glory to God. So how, how is this going to happen? Well, we're going to have to eat that word. We're going to have to understand that word. We're going to have to meditate on this word. We're not just arbitrarily just speaking something out. It's got to get in you. It's got to get in you. Hallelujah. Like it did in Revelation. The word of God has got to get in you so that it may come out of you. Glory to God. That seed of God's word has got to get down into the good fertile ground of your heart. Glory to God. And when it comes up, it's going to bear fruit. I'm telling you, that's going to change your life. Now, so there are many things that can be binding us uh, and restricting our movements. And here's one thing I want to pray with you about. Okay. I, I need you to go to my website at kingdomrock.org. Click on the contact button. That's kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org. Click on the contact button. And I want you to tell me what things are binding you or restricting you because I am commissioned to pray with you with that. Hallelujah. I want to help you pray that those things be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now God will give you words to say, remember he is arranging this table. He is arranging these laws, these commands in your favor. Now, let me tell you, let me give you a couple of examples of how the Lord will give you what to say. All right, let's go. Let's look at just a couple of them. Let's go to the book of Luke, Luke 21, Luke 21, verse 12 uh, through 15. Listen to what the Lord Jesus says. But before all this occurs, he's talking about the last days now in persecution that's coming. Again, Luke 21, verse 12 through 15. It says, but before all this occurs, there will be a time of great persecution. You will be dragged into synagogues and prisons and you will stand trial before kings and governors because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. So don't worry, listen to this part, so don't worry in advance about how to answer the charges against you. For I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute. Oh, I love that. When that attack comes, and believe me, at this time, they're definitely in the presence of accusers, those that are trying to restrict them and bind them. Glory. They're in a court situation, and they're, they're trying to restrict and bind. The Lord said, don't worry about what to say. I will give you what to say. 
I'll prepare a table before you. These are the words that you will say that will, uh, that the enemy will not be able to refute. Hallelujah. This is an example of the Lord preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Now look at, uh, let's look at another one. Let's look at Romans 8. Romans 8. I love this one too. Romans 8, verse 26 through 27. And it says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. King James says in our infirmities. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. So the Bible says that even in your prayer time, as you're praying in the spirit and with the spirit, the Holy Spirit will give you words to say. He will lead you into how to pray and what to pray for. He will give you the words, glory to God. So when you're in prayer, we're declaring the word of God that we have digested. And many times you'll declare words that you don't even know. You say, um, you, you'll find later, hey, that's actually scripture. Somebody tell you that's actually the word of God. As the Lord leads you into what to say to your adversaries or to those enemies, to those binding things that are in front of you. Now, why is he talking about this in the presence of enemies? Because remember, again, in verse number four, we just came out of the valley of the shadow of death where we feared no evil. There was evil all around us. And we thought once we came out of it, we left the enemy there. No, he tried to come on with us. Well, God said, don't worry about it because you're going to sit here and I'm going to tell you exactly what to say to that, to that, um, that slew footed thing. I'm going to tell you exactly what to say and it will bow its knee to the word of God. Oh, that's wonderful, isn't it? So he says, after all this, what happens? He anoints your head with oil. Now we're beginning to close. After you have declared after you sat down at your table. Now it's true. We, we can, uh, I think we can reasonably say that you're going to sit at this table. You're going to sit at it. Uh, so it's talking about taking your place at the table. Some of you, and I heard this earlier while I was praying for you, the Lord said, some of you have been running from your table. You've been running from your assignment. And many things have been binding you, relationships and a whole lot of bad things are happening. And we're really thinking about running away. You may say, I'm the only one that is saved here. Uh, nobody knows the Lord but me, or I'm just trying to do right. And there's so much oppression uh, against me, so much persecution against me. And I'm just ready to go. The Lord said, if you leave now, you're going to miss out on the fireworks because he's giving you words to say. And many of those words will be said in prayer as you pray for those that are offending you, pray for those that are harassing you and accusing you. As you pray for them, God gives you words to say, and you're going to see that enemy come in and bow, bow to the name of Jesus. Oh, this is so thrilling. Hallelujah. So we're going to take our place, take our seat at the table. Take your seat at the table. Stop running. Take your seat at the table. You see, I, I keep getting, I keep finding myself coming right back to this same spot. I don't want to be here, Lord. I don't want to be here, Lord. Take your seat at the table. You're there for a reason. And don't worry, 
As you pray on this, as you pray, matter of fact, let's go ahead and pray this now. Just pray with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name, and I declare your word that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So, Father, I open my mouth to receive what you are saying. I pray that it goes down into my belly and that I may speak forth what you have said to me. And I thank you, Lord, that those enemies will bow. And I thank you that Jesus will be Lord wherever I am. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you feeling that? Now, you can uh, pray more on these lines later on, too. Don't stop it now because it's because we go off the air here. Don't stop it. Don't stop it. Continue on. Let the Father give you words to say. Hallelujah. You say, I don't know what to say. Well, stay there until you get what to say. Open your Bible and the Lord will lead you. I'm telling you, he's a living God. He's alive. Hallelujah. He will tell you what to say. He'll lead you into it. And when you do it, you're going to see things happen. Now, finally, as we come to a close here, he said he anoints your head with oil. Now, if, as we go to the example of sheep, because that's what Psalm 23 is about, right? The shepherd and the sheep relationship. Uh, when a shepherd anoints the sheep, and shepherds do, one thing that the uh, oil does, it prevents the sheep uh, from really hurting themselves and it brings healing to them. One thing you find out is that we know that sheep don't have hands, right? And many times flies or fleas would come to the sheep's head and try to burrow into the sheep's ears. My God, can you imagine that? A fly getting into your ear and hearing it buzz, and you know it's all in your ear and it's around your head. And what sheep would try to do to relieve the pressure, they would actually hit their head against a rock or hit their head up against a tree, really damaging themselves. And in scripture, uh, flies uh, are related to or talk about demons, right? Remember, the devil is the lord of the flies, Beelzebub. He's the lord of the flies, the lord of these demons. So a sheep would try to butt his head up against something, and the tree is bloody, the rock is bloody, to try to get relief from this oppression. Well, what the shepherd would do, the shepherd would anoint, he would pour oil on the sheep's head. And that oil would act like a pesticide. And so the flies would come and, and they wouldn't enter in because of the oil that was placed upon the sheep's head. So as you talk about anointing, he anoints us with oil. This talks about deliverance and it also talks about healing. This is what the father is promising you. He will anoint you with oil. He will uh, anoint you with oil. That is, he will deliver you. He will bring healing to you. Now, I, this is so wonderful. Now, there's another aspect of this that I want you to see. Not only is there healing and deliverance for you, but there's also, grab a hold of this, healing and deliverance for your head. Sounds strange, doesn't it? <laughs> he said he, is a, he anoints my head with oil. Now, in Scripture, head or headship also talks about authority. So when you get in position, you get in place, those that, that are the head over your life receive oil. 
Oh, did you hear that? Oh my God. I'm telling you, this is powerful. Those that are in position of authority over you will receive an anointing, will receive uh, the oil to get the demons out of their head. Hallelujah. Don't you know that's a great thing, especially when you're at work and that boss is acting all crazy and so forth and so on. As you stay in your right place, they get anointed. Woo he anoints your head with oil. This is another uh, example of this or another, we can say another interpretation of this. I love this. Now, even in marriage, the Bible declares in, in uh, Ephesians 5, 23, let's look, at, let's look at that. It says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. And that's awesome. So uh, wives, as you are in place, guess what happens to your husband? He gets anointed, glory to God. The anointing begins to rest upon him. And that's a good thing. I'm telling you, wives, you don't want a crazy husband. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want somebody that's got some sense that can lead the household, glory to God. I mean, even if you are a single parent, glory, and you're there with the children, you're there by yourself, as you're in place and position, guess what happens? The Lord anoints you. He anoints your head, hallelujah, with oil. Praise God, delivering you. Same thing with children. Children, listen, uh, the Bible declares as well, we can look at this um, in Colossians, the third chapter, verse 20. It says this, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. So the head of children are the parents. And when children uh, are in their place, in their position, hallelujah, the anointing falls upon the parents. And listen, children, you don't want crazy parents. Some children should be saying amen. So when we get in position, when we sit at this table, the anointing flows. God gives you words to say, and the anointing flows. Now, it also happens, uh, let me give you this one last example of employee to employer relationships. Let's go to Ephesians 6, verse number five. It says, slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. That is again, you're at work, you're an employee, stay in your place, and guess what happens? As you're in your place, that anointing flows. And as the anointing flows, it casts out those devils and demons. Glory to God. God deals with them. He will honor his word. So the Bible goes on to say, again, he anoints your head with oil and then your cup runs over. Well, that's the cup of blessings. Now, listen, it said your cup runneth over. Your cup runneth over. So what does that mean? Again, that's a continual flow or a repeated action. So God will pour and pour again and pour again and pour again. Your cup will run over. That's talking about abundance. That's talking about favor, favor and increase, favor and increase, favor and increase. That's what the father promises as you sit at your table. Now this cup runs over at the table. Cups are on the table. You have to get in your place, get in your place. And see this place that we've been running from. We've been running, running, running. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. Well, at that place, again, the Father will give you words to say. He is arranging a table before you. And as you eat what he's saying and as you declare what he's saying, right there in the 
spirit realm. Glory to God, because remember, the, the, the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. And it says that uh, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. The real fight is not against the employer or the other employees about the boss or whoever. It's really a spiritual battle. And as you win the spiritual battle, you're going to see this natural world bow the knee. Glory to God. He will anoint you with oil. Now, one more thing. The word anoint there also means to make fat. Yeah, I know that's not a great word to say in our culture today, but it does mean that. It means to make fat or to be fat. And that's not talking about with physically, but again, it's talking about prosperity, growth and prosperity. Glory to God. He's going to anoint your head. He's going to make you fat. He's going to prosper you. Glory to God. So not only there's healing and there's deliverance in that oil, but there's prosperity in that oil and a bunch of it in that oil as, as also seen there in the cup that runs over. Guess what? We just finished verse five. Raise the roof, raise the roof, raise the roof. It's a party, 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 party. Now it's up to you. It's up to you to get with the Father. Don't leave it here. Don't leave it here, but to get with him and continue to seek him about this verse. We've started you on, I think we've got a good start on it, but there's more that you need to see. So now you continue to ask the Lord, give me this day my daily bread. Feed me the word. Feed me the word that I need to declare to my adversaries, that I need to declare to those things that are binding me and restricting me, to those things that are causing me to be shut in or causing me to be shut down. God has a word that he wants to give you that's going to make those little things, poof, go away. Glory to God. This is awesome. Well, next week, we're going to finally, I believe, conclude Psalm 23 in verse number six. So I cannot wait for that. It's going to be a great time. And who knows where we're going to go after that. But I'm so glad that you'll be here with me. I hope you will. Praise God. Now, don't forget, if you're on the YouTube, make sure you give this video a thumbs up. If you found value in it, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And those of you that are on Roku, on the or television, one of the television networks, uh, any other networks, radio stations, uh, you can go to our website at kingdomrock.org. Everybody can. And leave us a comment there. Go to the contact page and type in a little note. I'll be glad to pray with you. So, so uh, put your prayer request in there and all of that. I'll be glad to hear from you. And don't forget to sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. It's going to bless you. Believe me. All right. Until next time, remember, Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way and he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He will anoint your head with oil and your cup will run over. God bless you. See you next week. Bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.